as totally rational adults, we understand that not everything is going to be happy-go-lucky all the time. There are bound to be hard times in our lives, brought about for all kinds of reasons, to say the least. I know this, you know this, and everyone else listening knows it too. But does that make those hard times any easier? Absolutely fucking not. It's always darkest before the dawn. You can't have a rainbow without the rain. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, we all know that is true. But what happens when you're in the midst of the darkest hours of the night? What about those times where the storm seems almost too overpowering? What if the tunnel seems to never end? It's much easier to remember to be optimistic when you're not in the thick of those hard times. Hindsight's 2020. And those hard times come in varying degrees at various points in your life. Sometimes they're really hard. <laughs> so what do you do when you're right in the middle of those really hard times? Let me tell you what not to do. Repress and deny. Those hard times can be unbearable, weighing very heavy on your heart and soul. But I would never want you to deny your own experience and repress your emotional reaction to it. Modern mystics have a term for these hard times, and it is dark night of the soul. And as a rational adult modern mystic yourself, you're in the unique position to understand the role these hard times are playing in your healing and manifesting journey from a soul perspective. In this episode, I am chatting with author Chris Ashley all about dark nights of the soul. She is very brave and kind to share her experiences with us, even though they caused a lot of pain, in the hopes that you can be inspired to keep moving through the darkness. If you feel like you're going through a heavy time right now, or have in the past, this episode will shed some much-needed light on the spiritual and bigger reason why these hard times are happening. So, stay tuned. You're about to shatter the f- out of your manifesting ceiling because you're tuning in to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast, your number one resource for grounded spirituality and working with the law of attraction the right way. I'm Sarah Ray. I'm your manifesting coach, and this is the podcast where I teach mystics like you how to manifest on purpose and hopefully get you to laugh at least once per episode. New episodes filled with manifesting, mindfulness, and magic come out each Friday. Give us a five-star rating wherever you happen to be listening so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes! And now, a quick word from this week's sponsor. Up until now, I have only had one type of session available for clients to book. And it is a beautiful session, a full session, 75 minutes long, coaching, crystal Reiki, and a tarot reading. It's the works. But I understand that not everyone has that much time or that doesn't fit their budget right now or they're simply looking for something different for whatever reason. So I'm excited to share a new type of healing session with you, one that is just 45 minutes long at a discounted price and that is focusing on a serene meditative experience through the power of Crystal Reiki. Crystal Reiki truly has the potential to assist in a physical and healing and spiritual awakening and transformation. It is a holistic approach available from the comfort of your home, no matter where you are in the world, and you'll be supported by myself, a professional with years of Crystal Reiki experience. And I'm excited to share this session type with you. If you want to go to spirituallyinspired.co sessions, you can explore the new options 
available to all right now. If you've been wanting to book a session for Crystal Reiki magic, but haven't had the time or the budget, this is your sign to go and explore what's available for you now. Spirituallyinspired.co slash sessions, and I cannot wait to see you in our session. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for being here today. I am very excited to talk to you about this interesting topic that I know you have firsthand experience in a couple times over. <laughs> and I know there are also lots of people listening to this podcast and to your podcast as well, who have acknowledged that they are on a spiritual awakening journey to some extent, but they are not really aware of what's happening when it starts getting super intense and maybe a little scary and hard. Um, and there's just a lot of different things that can be happening during this time. And I hope to shed some light on this topic today of the dark night of the soul. And I want to talk to you specifically about this because you covered that in your book. And again, I know you have firsthand experience. So just thank you for being here to help us talk about a topic that's a little hard to talk about. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And you're totally right. It, it can be a topic that's hard to talk about, but hopefully we can shed some light on it and show everyone that it's actually a blessing in disguise. So I'm excited to get into it. I definitely agree with that. So let's just start with some basic definitions. What the heck are we talking about? What is the dark night of the soul? Yeah. So a dark night of the soul is a crisis of some sort. And it's one, it's usually a big one. And it's one that will waver your faith, uh, make you question everything you thought you knew, all of your beliefs. It can uproot your life. It can quite literally shake the foundation beneath your feet. And it's this period of personal and spiritual just desolation, feeling deserted, feeling ruined. It feels like everything you knew is falling apart. The walls are closing in. Uh, your support system seems to have vanished. People are leaving your life. Uh, things that you considered really stable things in your life are starting to fall away. And a lot of times we're really inconsolable during this time. So. You know, it could be the death of a loved one. It could be the diagnosis of a life-threatening disease. It could be cast out of a social group. Um, any other big life event that just totally rocks your world in the worst kind of way. And it's, it's often one of the biggest learning moments in our life. So that's kind of the side of it we're going to take today. And it can really propel us into spiritual growth if we allow it to. It kind of uh, readies the soil, plants the seed, and then it's up to you if you actually grow from it. Because we always have a choice in life. So um, yeah, oftentimes it can be this fast track in personal development though. And you, you often come out of a dark night of the soul a very different person than when you went in. You have uh, oftentimes a different identity, different career, different belief system, and a different understanding of your life and place in the universe. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the more or the most intense in expression of what a spiritual awakening really is. Maybe uh, it's a little bit different than your normal kind of ups and downs in life. Like we all get a little sad sometimes. We all kind of have intense moments. We all have, you know, epiphanies at some point, but this is like next level, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very different than our just like normal ups and downs because life, life is going to happen, right? There's going to be challenges. There's going to be adversities. But the difference with the dark night of the soul is it really changes everything. And it's this massive shift. I like to think of it as the universe putting you on the path that you're meant to be on mm -hmm. and clearing things out that weren't meant to go on the path with you. 
Yeah, that's a beautiful way of phrasing it. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I love when you are able to just shed that, those layers and feel lighter and you didn't even realize you needed to shed those layers. That's kind of what's happening here. But I think one of the biggest misconceptions out there about people who are new to this concept about the dark night of the soul is how do I know this is what I'm experiencing and how do I know like this is as as weird as this is to phrase it, how do I know this is actually rock bottom and it's not just going to keep getting worse? Like, does that kind of, does my question kind of make sense? <laughs> it does. And, you know, I think that that's such a, such a personal thing because when you're in the storm, it's hard to, it's hard to see out of it, right? Yeah. You think this is never going to end. This is how things are always going to be. And there's a, there's a few like little tactics that we can do, like even just projecting yourself outside of that storm cloud. Like what is the version of you who's been, who's on the other side of that? What would they want to tell you? You know? Um, and, and sometimes they happen because it's something that we've been avoiding. Like I was saying, the universe will, will give you little signs that you're not on the right path. And so here's a personal example. So I was working in tech in the marketing industry. And at the same time, I was taking a yoga teacher training. And this isn't a dark night of the soul, but it's an example of the universe trying to push you on your own path. And I was, on, on paper, everything was great. I had the six-figure job. I had a great commute. I was, uh, I, I live in the Bay Area of California, so I was on the waterfront in Oakland and the, the giant cranes that George Lucas used as inspiration for the ad ad walkers were like right there. And it was beautiful and there were sailboats. And inside I was just reeling. I was having panic attacks every night and I was doing something I knew better than to do is I was ignoring them. And they kept getting worse. And at the same time I was taking a yoga teacher training and I would go to yoga teacher training on the weekends and it would be this beautiful, amazing thing where everyone was talking about chakras and pranayama and trying different types of yoga. And I felt at home. And then the dreamy weekend would end and I'd be in this, like mess of a job situation, having panic attacks during the week. And then finally, a really good friend who is a functional medicine doctor, I had some other health stuff show up and he, he did some tests on me and he found out I had autoimmune thyroid disease. And to me, it was like the universe had been poking me with the panic attacks, right? Like, hey, hey, you, hey, you're not what you're, you're supposed to be doing, right? But I was ignoring them. And so it took me by the shoulders and just shook me with the Hashimoto's di uh, diagnosis, right? It's like, you're not listening, so I'm going to up the ante. And I think a lot of times dark nights of the soul come like that. The other thing about them is we have, we determine big life events that we're going to go through before we incarnate. So mm -hmm. we, we decide uh, what we're going to look like, where we're going to be born, how we're going to die, who our family is going to be, and some big life circumstances. Because we are here to learn and grow. That is our purpose in this life. We are in this earth school. And again, these big life circumstances give you the opportunity to grow if you take it. So a lot of these really big dark nights of the soul are things that you actually chose for your own good, for your own growth. So there's always growth on the other side of it. And eventually you might even get to the point, people think I'm crazy for saying this, but I actually get excited when there's challenges or adversity because I know on the other side, there is massive, massive growth. So I, I agree. That, yeah. I don't know if that really answered your question, but 
No, it absolutely does. Okay. You point, you touch on a lot of really important things there. First off, I love challenges too. And that yeah. was something that I've cultivated within myself through going through these hard times. And yeah, I mean, like you said, everyone's life is personal and you don't really know if this is out as much as you can handle. And now something's time to change, or maybe you can go more. It's all super personal. So yeah, I think that was a beautiful answer to the question. Um, okay. The name seems to imply that it's temporary. Do you think that they're temporary all the time or do you think they can be really drawn out? Like kind of, what's kind of the timeline you think that we're, we're dealing with? I, I mean, it's hard to say what the timeline is. Usually I would say they can last for a couple of months to a couple of years, but mm -hmm. they're always temporary. Everything in life is temporary, right? The good yes. and the bad. Yeah. <laughs> things are always changing. That's life, right? So so yes, they are, they are temporary. There is, there is life on the other side of them. And I think what, what makes them more drawn out is our own stubbornness, right? Mm -hmm. Our own, if we're, if we're fighting against it, if we're not going with the flow, if we're not learning what we're supposed to be learning, if we're, we're letting them send us into deeper despair, right? And instead of being like, okay, how can I use this opportunity to grow? You know, because people tend to ask, why is this happening to me? Yeah. But why isn't a spiritual question, right? Insight doesn't create transformation. So it's instead about asking what and how questions, like what next steps can I take or how can I use this opportunity to grow? And if you can use it as this launch pad for growth, as you know, because every adversity we go through has this hidden Easter egg inside of it. And once you discover it, tremendous healing, leveling up, growth takes place. So if you can find that thing rather than just kind of wallowing in your own despair, because then you'll start to move through it a little quicker. And I'm not saying don't feel your feelings, feel your feelings, definitely yes. feel your feelings. That's so important, but then move through it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah, I just think this idea of, you know, the universe kind of poking you, leaving little breadcrumbs, mm -hmm. and you have the opportunity to kind of see the early signs. And most of the time we don't in all kinds of areas of life. And then it kind of turns, it snowballs, and it turns into this big, this big uh, crash, if you will, like a tower moment where everything comes crashing down and it turns into the dark night of the soul. But in theory, if you catch, the flags early on, you could potentially avoid something catastrophic. Like you can essentially change your life on your own terms if you catch the breadcrumbs all along rather than letting everything build up. So I'm glad you brought up this idea of like resistance and like being stubborn towards it. Cause I think that is what ultimately causes these huge changes, the dark nights of the soul when you had resisted it all along. And now the universe is saying it is time, not a lot of free choice involved here because you'd already chose certain things for your life in this life and it's time to make those things happen so we're gonna make it happen and it's a good thing it's a good thing if you experience it and it's a good thing if you don't I think. yeah because like usually happen. usually like in the moment it's it's stressful and it's terrible and how could anything good come of this but 10 years down the line you look back you're like oh my gosh look at all the opportunities i had because everything just got like shaken up right i i would have never if that business hadn't failed i would have never had this other business idea or met this other business partner or whatever it is. And I think what you said is really important about, you know, we, we can always make the choice, right? That's why getting out of your comfort zone is so important. Do things that scare you. If it scares you, you should be doing it. 
Yes. Right. Do it afraid. Even if you're terrified, do it afraid because that is where growth happens. Right. And it's, it's usually when you get stagnant and stuck and lose inspiration that those dark nights of the soul come on, but it's, it's not always, sometimes again, it's predetermined and it's just what you needed. You know, sometimes it's, it's, you know, the death of a loved one or something like that, that you couldn't have really, uh, found the solution for on your own. Right. And to a certain extent, some things that are unavoidable, such as yeah, losing exactly. people. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone should expect to never experience a dark night of the soul ever totally. in their lives. Totally. What a boring life that would be, right? <laughs> Too much sunshine. We want yeah. darkness. Yeah, for yeah. real. That's how you know the, I mean, one of my good friends always says life is like the mountains without the peaks and valleys, you would never know how beautiful they are. Yeah. And contrast is so important, right? It helps us get clear on what we do want, get clear on what we definitely don't want. And it, it shows us the light. I feel like the, the deeper you go into darkness, the more light you can experience. And I think that's why so many of us healers or people who are out there trying to help others, our stories all started with our own darkness, our own trauma. Yeah. That is a fun thread that I've noticed in my years in this industry or in this community where so many people who are just emanating light have also experienced like deep, dark voids. And it's not impossible to be a beacon of light if you are currently in a dark night of the soul. If you feel like, yes, this is resonating. I'm feeling this. Will the light ever come back? If anything, is going to come back stronger. That's what you've been saying this whole time going to come Absolutely. back strongly. Yeah. And you know, if you are in that stage, whoever, if anyone's listening where they, where you do kind of feel like you've lost yourself and you are stumbling around in the dark, just know that the storm clouds will clear and you're going to come out so much stronger with so much more clarity, such a deeper sense of who you are. And you're just in that, you're just in that period. And it's almost like you have to kind of put your time in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of pay your dues a little bit. Yeah. And it's not like saying that you aren't worthy of your dream life or good things if you don't pay your dues. It's just normal. Everyone does it. That's why we're here. That's why the Earth School exists is to experience the contrast. I love that you use that word, contrast. It's so cool and like tangible. I love it. So um, we've, we've kind of touched on this a little bit already, but do you think there are some like symptoms or signs that could be indicating that you are experiencing a dark night of the soul versus something that is just like a, a rough time, a rough patch in life? That's an interesting question. I, I think kind of like what I was saying when I was introducing it, it's, it's, if you feel like everything you knew is falling apart, like you feel like your world is falling apart and everything that you knew that kind of defined who you are and helped you construct meaning in your life is just shattering and just crumbling around you um, and, and things are changing. Maybe, maybe your career is changing, your friendships are changing, your relationships with family is changing, your health is changing. I, I would say that that's a pretty good sign that you're in a dark night of the soul versus yeah, just uh, being stressed out about something. Yeah, and totally. It, it, I love that you said that because it, things tend to happen all at once. Like all of a sudden things are crashing down. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's coming from every direction. Well, then I challenge you to think, was it really all of a sudden? Were there breadcrumbs all around? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. 
sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it is all of a sudden for sure. Um, yeah. So do you think, this might be a little bit more of a personal opinion question, but do you think spiritual awakenings always start with dark nights of the soul or it can? What do you think about that? That's interesting. I feel like Eckhart Tolle was talking about that not too yeah. long ago, about how most people do have some sort of crisis that triggers their awakening, but not everyone. So I have I have a brother-in-law who he's he's 10 years younger than me, so he's he's like 28 and he has had a charmed life, right? He's just never really gone through anything challenging or stressful. And one day he he was like the all-star football player in high school. Like we would go to his football games and they'd be like, it's the Blake show. Cause he would just be like the star quarterback, really handsome kid. All the girls loved him. And then one day in college, he took mushrooms and he had a spiritual awakening and he became a monk. Like he, he's literally in the Himalayas right now. Like he has to take a 20 hour Jeep ride up into the Himalayas from uh, like Delhi and he he goes there for several months every year and he meditates for five hours a day that is not an exaggeration and he spends his life uh he's celibate he spends his life helping others helping um these nuns in this nunnery up there and that's and, and that was his trigger and he's just totally committed he's like on another realm than all of us and so I, I don't think it always has to happen. I think that there's some souls that just awaken. Yeah. But I think for a lot of us, it takes that traumatic event. I think so too. And I've witnessed it to other people as well, where they all of a sudden go through a crazy light, uh, either something really scary or something really serious. And it's like a light, a light switch in their brain. Or I've also heard similar stories where people take the mushrooms or the ayahuasca or, or any sort of hallucinogenic like that and then their world changes too so there's all kinds of ways so i just wanted to hear if you had any extra thoughts about that so thank you for sharing yeah. those stories so now that we've kind of talked about how to know if this is what you're going through potentially and and what it means and and the good sides of things the optimistic sides of things what are we to do if we go yep this is me i feel like this is happening to me right now i am in a dark night of the soul now what now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Um, yeah, and you know, I think, I think one of the things that I was saying is really important is to to feel your feelings, right? Because we don't want to repress any emotions. I have a whole chapter in my book about repressed yes. emotions. You don't yes. want to do that. Um, but you know, I think there's also a lot to be said about trusting the process, knowing that when one door closes, another one opens. Is that that? old cliche is so true and the universe is often redirecting you and what often seems like you're going towards this path that you want and you're you could see that door in front of you it's straight ahead suddenly the universe might slam that door shut and redirect you because you're meant to go to the right and take this long route to learn something to get to the place you're at like i guess knowing that everything happens for a reason that there's uh divine plan to everything and that you helped create it um you know i think there's also other little things like your mindset right knowing that i guess it depends what it is too because you know if it's if it's being cast out of a social group knowing that 
what other people are saying has so much more to do with who they are as people than who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Or if it's a business that's failing, knowing that failure is simply feedback on one way that didn't work out, right? And failing forward is is the key, right? Learning from everything and, and growing. It all comes back to learning and growing. And again, just using your adversity as a launch pad to grow and knowing that there is a version of you on the other side of that cloud that's in such a better place and that all of this is happening for a reason and again not 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 resisting it and and going with it and trying to figure out <laughs> you'll save yourself a lot of time if you try to figure out you know what the lesson is how you can grow what next steps you can take rather than just falling into this victim mode of like why me why is this happening and it's it's easier said than done for sure oh absolutely it's easier said than done absolutely i'm glad you touched on the v word victimhood yeah, victimization that's, that's a trendy one these days yeah <laughs> and i think a lot of people can relate to it um even if they or people listening are probably either feeling like they are in victim mode and they need to to fix it or they were and they kind of healed past it um, but that was something i i would love to explore a little bit more when you are in the dark night of the soul and you're stuck in that victimhood and you kind of learn like this sense of helplessness i, I i'm sure nobody here is listening but maybe you have met people who are stuck like that like what what happens when you get stuck in the dark night of the soul in that victimhood mindset so i I watched that happen to my mother and I, I let me just tell you my personal like awakening story just to give you again that contrast right mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's a good way to answer it so the, what led to my spiritual awakening was a dark night of the soul like we're like so many of us um, so when I was 12 I was sexually abused for four years by a family member and I had this really big tight-knit extended Italian family and when they found out what happened, a lot of them disowned me. Oh my God. And I'm so sorry to hear that, Chris. So, so people say that, but I'm not, you know, no. it led to my spiritual awakening and it's like, what had to happen? I mean, I appreciate your, um, empathy and compassion, <laughs> um, but, but that's the thing. It's like, I wouldn't change anything. Right. Wow. Um, but, but so, okay. So, you know, I had all of these emotions like anger and guilt and shame that as a young adolescent, I didn't know how to cope with. I mean, most adults don't know how to cope with those types of emotions. And so I started getting in trouble in school. I was self-harming. I was doing drugs. I was just, I was a mess. And my world changed when someone handed me a book and it changed my way of thinking, my way of being, my way of moving through the world. And I remember reading it and thinking, wow, this feels like the truth. For the first time, something feels real, feels like the truth. And I like to say I was like a sleeper agent, right? Like something inside of me just woke up. And so when I finished that book, I started reaching for more. And I was just devouring every metaphysical, spiritual, new age book I could get my hands on. And I started going to all of these retreats. I started finding teachers to study under. And I was trying all these different healing modalities. And I didn't know it, but I was doing the hard inner work. To me, it just felt like, oh my God, I, there's all this hidden sacred knowledge that I'm, I'm learning, you know? It was like a rush. And so my life started to change. And as I started to get better, my mother started to get worse. And here's the part where I'm kind of answering your question. So, you know, her family had been ripped down the seams. And she didn't have all these teachers or healing modalities or books. 
and she fell into victimhood really hard. So she, it started to manifest as physical illness for her. So she developed cancer. She developed hepatitis. She developed all of these really, uh, really serious illnesses, but also all of these very strange afflictions. Like she would break out in these crazy rashes that doctors couldn't even explain. And so they did what they do. They started giving her pills and then they started giving her pills for the side effects of those pills. And they were just mm -hmm. throwing anything at the wall, hoping something would stick. Right. So, uh, she was on a fentanyl patch and anyway, so she ended up sleeping for all but a few hours of daylight. She would fall down all the time. She would nod off at the dinner table. She would forget conversations we had the day before. And that lasted almost 15 years. Wow. And I, I, at first I had this like insane compounded guilt where I was like, oh my God, I, I destroyed my family and I broke my mother. But then I started to realize my mother was my biggest teacher because for every step she was taking into depression and illness and victimhood, I was taking steps in the other direction out of that dark tunnel because I saw firsthand what happens to a human body and spirit when they go down that path. And then I was seeing what was happening to my own body and spirit as I was changing my mind about the nature of reality, about life, about our universe, about how we are powerful creators. And I made a promise to myself that I would do everything I could to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I've kept that promise to this day. Um, but I think to answer your question after that little story, I think it can make us very, very sick. You know, my, my mother, her, to this day, her mantra is, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. I'm so sick. Mm. And so she's sick, you know? Yeah. And that's what other people say about her. She's so sick. And, and um, you know, she's very, very negative and very cynical. And I can just, I, I watch the, it's like we, we started at the same point and then our paths just went in totally different directions and we keep getting farther apart. And mm -hmm. I, it, it's like, I, I can, it's so clear. It's so clear to me to like see what happens when you fall into that victimization and victimhood versus empowering yourself and taking steps towards your own healing. Because what happened to you isn't your fault, but you're 100% responsible for your own healing. I totally agree. Yeah. That's a beautiful way to illustrate what happened. I'm sure all of us know at least one person in our lives who is very similar. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off of that, I'm not sure if there's even an answer to this question, but can if I know someone who I perceive them as being stuck in the dark night of the soul, how can I help them? What do you think? I love that. I love that question. And I learned that question the hard way because for so long I was trying to save my mother. Mm. And it just went, it went like whatever I imagined it going, it went the opposite. <laughs> so like I would read all these amazing books and I'm like, Oh my God, this would help her so much. You know, uh, even things like Johnny Sarno's mind body prescription about like how, um, our mind can create pain and illness. And I would send her these books and she would get so offended. Like it was like the biggest insult to her. Right. Because in her mind, she, in my mind, it was like my love language. I was trying to help her, right? But mm -hmm. in her mind, I was saying that I was better than her. I I knew more than her, like I, whatever, however yeah. she interpreted it. So what, what I realized and the answer to your question is you heal yourself first. Because if you can heal yourself, you become this light, this beacon for others. And then you affect your friends, your family, your community. And you can, you can give others a helping hand up if they want it. 
And then what happens is when they see you level up, they level up, they come up to your level. And then they affect their friends and family community. And it's just this beautiful ripple effect. And that's how you heal the world. That's how you heal a sick society. You heal yourself and your inner world reflects your outer world. And there are so many people out there fighting for causes, trying to fight for things, but you can't you can't fight for world peace, right? You can't be an angry person fighting for peace. You can't want world peace if you're fighting with your coworkers or your family. So you heal yourself and that's how you heal the world. Oh, preach. I've had spirit chills the last couple of minutes that you're telling your story and saying that I absolutely 100% agree. Not only have I witnessed that and gone through similar things where I, I felt like I was trying to help people by sharing them re with resources that I felt really resonate with me and them getting really mad. I can totally relate yeah. to that. And yeah, people do, they, they truly do follow in your footsteps, even if it's you're like a parent, you know, you go through something that does really well and they see how well you're doing and they go, I want some of that. And so you lead by example. So I definitely agree with that. Totally. And it's like, if you think about it, if you think about it in terms of something like really clear, like weight loss or something, right? Mm. It's like you can give someone diet books and recipes and you'll probably just freaking offend them. Yeah. But if you look lose weight and you tone up and you look freaking hot, they're going to be like, hey, what did you do? Right? Yeah, always. And it's a universal question. They always yeah. want to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh, Chris, this has been such a beautiful and important conversation. I think everyone really does need to kind of have a nice understanding of what this means on a spiritual level so that we can move past it and not only move past it, but also know what to do when it's happening and recognize it while it's happening so we can ascend and do with it what we're supposed to do, which is learn and grow and transform. Yeah. And then you get to not only survive it, but you get to thrive from it. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's what we're here for to manifest our freaking dream lives. Okay. So <laughs> I would love to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about your podcast and your book and, and where we can find you online, Chris. Yeah, totally. Thanks for giving me a chance to do that. Um, so my book is called Change Your Mind to Change Your Reality. It's available in paperback, audiobook, ebook. I do have a little uh, gift for listeners. So if you go to this special URL, it's it's kind of long though. So it's change your mind to change your reality.com slash order book. If you go to that URL and buy the book through there, then you can get the course that goes hand in hand with it for free. Ooh. And then yeah, yeah, just a little little gift for listening today. And then if you want to follow me online, I'm my handle is change your mind with Chris and it's Chris with a K. I'm TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, I'm all over. Uh podcast is change your mind with Chris Ashley and Sarah's going to be on it. So yeah, come check out a, the rest of our conversation over there. <laughs> thank you very much for not only saying all that, but also for having me on your podcast. It's a great podcast. I've, ever since we connected like a month or two ago, I've started listening to your podcast and I really okay. enjoy it. So I'm glad you're out there sharing your message with the world. Oh, well, thanks for listening. I appreciate yeah, you. Of course. Thank you so much for being here, Chris. It's been lovely chatting about this heavy conversation with you. <laughs> thanks again for having me. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode about Dark Nights of the Soul with Chris Ashley. I really love this topic and all the deep conversations that come along with it. And after listening, I hope you have some clarity on some of the crazy things that may have happened in your life and why. Here are the top three takeaways I took from talking to Chris. Number one is that we are here on earth in this life to learn and grow. 
that is our purpose. This is the meaning of life. I learned this through going through my own dark nights of the soul. Big life circumstances give you the opportunity to grow if you decide to take it, as she puts it. With challenges and adversity come amazing opportunities to grow, learn, expand, and ascend if you choose to see it that way. Another great quote that Chris gave us that I'm going to repeat here is failure is feedback on one way that didn't work out. I just love that. You can choose to use your adversity as a launch pad to grow. And I think you should. This is an optimistic outlook. So long as you don't resist the dark night of the soul, you can choose to be optimistic even during the dark times. Skip over victim mode. Don't even waste your time. Instead, think about how these extreme challenges can serve your future growth, even if you're in the midst of going through them. And finally, you can help yourself and you have a spiritual obligation to do so. You can heal yourself. You can find what resonates with you. You can learn how to grow through the pain and more. But unfortunately, you cannot do that for other people. If they want your help, you are free to help them up. And they will meet you at your level because they will be inspired by you. But the only way that's going to happen is if you focus on your healing first and you will help to heal the world because they will follow your example. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll probably also enjoy episode 123 called Discomfort Fosters Growth, How to Embrace Uncomfortability. It's not quite as intense of a conversation as the dark night of the soul is, but you know, you don't have to go through the hardest times in your life to be going through a hard time and still learn and grow from it. So I hope you enjoy that episode as well. And that's going to wrap up our episode for today. I wanted to extend an extra special thank you to all of my monthly supporters who choose to kindly donate to Spiritually Inspired. Your support means the world to me, and I sincerely hope you enjoy your exclusive member benefits, which include guided Reiki meditations to enjoy at your leisure and personalized tarot card readings every month. To check out these exclusive benefits for yourself, you can go to spirituallyinspired.co slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 167 of the, of the Spiritually Inspired podcast titled Dark Night of the Soul with Chris Ashley. I'm Sarah Ray. I am your manifesting coach and crystal Reiki master. And as you go on your way today, know that I am sending you an abundance of love, light, and inspiration. Blessed be. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the mystical one. You are warmly invited to our next Reiki share inside of our free Facebook group. Twice per week, I go live on camera to offer channeled guidance from spirit and healing energy to all those who need it and want it with replays always available. And I would be honored if you would be a part of these magical circles. Go to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to become a member for free and get your fill of healing crystal Reiki. I can't wait to see you in the group. Bye, friends.